This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. W. by Pond. J-Doc, where we will be at the Sinestro for our next labor of the month. Uh, we have our, our partner, uh, uh, Chris Woods, uh, who's the executive vice president of 1199C, uh, and we're spotlighting not only Chris and, and um, the members of his team, but also uh, 1199C, District uh, 1199C, um, and that's uh, a huge union in our city. It's going to be a great show tonight. No doubt about that, and before we give Chris the floor and give him an, a chance to um, chime in with opening remarks for tonight, uh, I do want to thank Chris Woods and everybody from 1199C uh, for hosting us here on a Saturday night, this live event. We have been uh, talking about doing an on-location live broadcast uh, from 1199C. It's taken uh, six or seven months to come to fruition. Well worth the wait, I assume. Uh, Chris, with that introduction, I toss it to you. My good friend, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. I'm glad to be back. Missed you guys. I'm glad to be here with my team. I'll start with uh, introducing my other executive vice president, John Hazinski of the Guild Division for 1199C. Um, Salima Pace, our next secretary treasurer, um, for 1199C and our director of the nursing home division, Elise Ford. Um, I'm glad you guys had us on. We have a, an election coming up this week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, I look forward to us being successful and uh, carrying on the vision of our president, Henry Nicholas. I'll tell you, Chris, uh, if you will, um, tell our listeners uh, about the about the local, about the union, about 1199C, and um, who your, who your uh, members are, what their jobs are, and, and, and the magnitude of, of the, the union. So we represent um, all the major hospitals here in Philadelphia. Um, we have about 14,000 members between Philly, uh, the surrounding counties in South Jersey. Uh, we represent both non-professional and professional. We have two sides of the union. Myself, I'm the executive vice president. Hospital division, you have John Hazinski, who is the uh, executive vice president for the professional and technical employees. Um, so we've been... Uh, Servicing the members here for about 50 years in, in December will make uh, 50 years of existence for our organization. And we've been representing uh, our members to the best of our abilities. Um, and we're one of the strongest uh, forces in Philadelphia from organized workers standpoint and from a political standpoint. You know, it's interesting uh, to, to give um, our listeners an idea of how big the union is. I don't have the exact numbers of the Philadelphia building trades, but it's probably about 25, 25 unions, 30-some thousand members. Uh, this particular union is literally half the size of the Philadelphia, the entire Philadelphia building trades. 
And, you know, there's a lot going on in the city. We're going to talk about a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the good things that, that our, our labor community does and, and, and what 1199C does. We also have um, an election coming up in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to talk about politics and how, um, they, how they play such a huge, important role in what a union does. And we're also going to talk about organizing. And if anybody understands anything about organizing, if, um, the, the hospital workers uh, have been as aggressive and as successful as anybody in the country. And so Chris Woods is right in the, in, in the middle of that entire thing. So, uh, and also before we, we, we roll on, uh, uh, there's a rally to save union jobs in Harrisburg this Monday at 1 o'clock. Um, thousands of energy jobs are on the line. Uh, it's a big deal. The foot of you and the Pennsylvania AFL-CIO is, is uh, right in the middle of that. And so we want to send our support to, to everybody and, and encourage everybody to go to Harrisburg. Uh, there's a lot of jobs on the line. Yeah, and that rally up in Harrisburg gets underway at 1 p.m., J. Doc, and we will have coverage of the rally uh, on the show next Saturday night, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. As we come to you and we come to the Delaware Valley on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT, back to Chris Woods. Chris, let me um, get to you so we can get John Saliman at least into the opening uh, conversation here in the opening segment. And then as J-Doc said, as we get into the hour-long show here tonight, we'll break down each segment uh, with some uh, different topics and then get some different opinions. Again, um, thanks for having us. This is our team. Um, We have an election coming up. Um, All of these folks that you'll hear from tonight do an incredible job in the space that they're all running for. Again, John is going into um, his an, another term as executive vice president. How long has that been, John? Uh, this is my second term. I was elected uh, three years ago as the executive vice president of the Guild Division. Before that, I was elected vice president of the nursing home division, and I've been a member for 30 years. Uh, job actions at the hospital that... Uh, I uh, would be better served as an administrative organizer if I got hired on staff. So I considered that. I came over, and from that, uh, I did that for about 12 years, became the nursing home uh, division director, a vice president, and now I'm running for my second term as executive vice president of the Guild Division. Uh, Salima, uh, you're, you're a veteran on the show now. We, we, we had you on a, a couple months ago, so welcome back. Thank you. Salima uh, uh, arrived before you did tonight, J-Doc. Um, I, I, uh, my car, my, I had a flat tire. My, my battery was dead. I, I, um, I'm running out of excuses here. Um, but uh, Salima, tell us what got you involved and, and motivated to be a part of the union leadership. Um, I, my roots started as a volunteer here at 1199C, and through volunteerism, I was able to work in different um, departments. I was able to work with Chris and John a lot on different projects, um, big ones with Temple and Children's Hospital, and then went over to the political side as serving as an uh, um, executive assistant, and honestly became obsessed with the labor movement, and it has become my whole life over the last seven years and I couldn't see doing anything else so and 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 you know one of the things that you know you learn once you once you get involved in leadership and I've had a front row seat for about 35 years with my own father um listen uh it's 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 when you when you're leading when you're leading individuals um you you look sometimes you got to make some tough decisions and sometimes you know, they are for, I mean, they're always for the benefit of the membership, but um, 
it takes real leadership skills to do it. Uh, Ms. Ford, uh, tell me what has motivated you to, 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 to get involved. Well, I started uh, with the union in 2006 as a national organizer. From there, um, I organized throughout California, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Mexico, New Jersey, Florida. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. So I've been around for quite some time looking at different avenues of the union. Um, in 2010, I became an administrative organizer. From there, I was presented with the opportunity to be able to run in the role of the um, nursing home division director. I've been in that role since um, September of 2018. It's very fulfilling. Um, it's a lot of work, but I'm ready for the challenge to make sure that the nursing home division of our unions feels that they do have a person that is actually backing them and making decisions to help them. When you reference challenge, tell me what you mean. Tell the audience what you mean by that. So with the nursing homes, there are um, 50 contracts that we do have throughout our union. Um, with the nursing homes, a lot of the issues that we do have is that uh, the ownership is constantly changing because of reimbursement rates. So with reimbursement rates changing, a lot of our um, owners that have been in place for years are no longer there. So you're now dealing with a new owner that's coming in to try to change all of the things that we've built for all the years that these contracts have been in place. So that is a challenge that we always face when we deal with the nursing home division. Two minutes, j -Dog. No, I'm just saying, go ahead, Chris. I just want to say my team is really good, really tight. Well, you know, you, you, you went around the whole table. Um, we take a lot of heat, but um, these are the guys <laughs> that's doing the work every day, um, putting it in from Salima spoke about when she was volunteering. I remember those days. It seems like a long time ago, but I watched her work herself up. I watched the the work that John does, I mean, I can call him any time of the night. Um, he answers. And uh, even when there's some of the crazy stuff that I want to do, he's like, okay, but Chris, that's a little crazy, but I'll go ahead. <laughs> but um, at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's about carrying on the vision and legacy of our president, Henry Nicholas, who's fought for organized healthcare workers throughout the entire country. And I think we have a great team, as you guys can see, that's ready for the challenge. Mm, 60 seconds, J-Doc. I'll give you last uh, word well, until uh, we get into the break. And then when we come back, we'll jump into the uh, heart of the conversation. You know, what's really impressive, we talk about the number of contracts that you're, that you're uh, negotiating and constantly you know, overseeing. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable, actually. I mean, some unions, they won collective bargaining agreement. And they have a, uh, you know, so I've, I've seen it up close. They have one collective bargaining agreement that they'll negotiate every several years for a con with a contractors association you're dealing with 50 how do you uh, and, and and after the break joe i'd like to talk about how they manage that type of situation because everyone is is is, is it's its own entity and it's got to be a lot of work and a lot of you know uh Sometimes tough negotiating. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live from 1199C. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A special live broadcast here, uh, not from the studio tonight, J-Doc, but on location. We're live at 1199C. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really special show. It's one of our, spot, our union spotlight shows, and uh, we get the opportunity to, to be here in this absolutely incredible building uh, located down here at 13th and, and Locust. It's just amazing. Um, you know the history in this building and so one of, before before the break what we talked a little bit about was um the number of contracts that that your team uh, and the union has to you know stay on top of and negotiate anybody sleep here much i mean <laughs> my god it's uh, you know it's amazing um i i, I guess and and did did did, did 
did you expect that when you came in? John, I'll start with you. Uh, no, I had no idea that there was all these contracts in different divisions from hospital division to guild divisions. Uh, when people see 1199 City, they say hospital workers, but we have nursing home workers, mental health workers. We represent the nurse practitioners, the nurses at the prisons. We represent technical workers, mental health workers, home health workers. So it just never stops. And yes, there are so many contracts. And out of those contracts, there's also subcontractors, the Aramarks, the Crawthals, uh, the Sedexos, which are all separate contracts. So you're right about how do we manage it all. There's also 90-day notices, 60-day notices that we have to send to federal mediation for each one of them. And it's really hard to you know, coordinate all of it, but, but we do it. And we have a great team, and we delegate a lot of it to our clerical people and to our administrative organizers who really do it. You know, and we make sure that they're on top of their game. When, is, it, is there always a time, and I'll go to Salima, um, is there always a time where, where you're negotiating contracts? In other words, uh, you know, there's so many. You're talking 50. Right. Let's think about it. There's 365 <laughs> days a year. I and, mean, and 50 is not the. I think we're we're like 118, 120. Wow. Something like that. So mm -hmm. we are always getting ready or in process some of negotiating some sort of contract. Uh, I'd like to go to Alyssa. Um, talk about organizing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I know Chris. Uh, you know, you know. Sometimes we you can't do the show. He's out of town organizing. Yes. I'm, I'm sure you're, uh, you're you're all over the. Uh, did I say that wrong? Is it Elise? Elise. Elise. Okay, my my bad. I apologize. Um, uh, but but we covered that in the pre-show meeting, J Doc. You weren't here, but I know. I blew that one. Uh, um, but where's that rider? He, he's that. He's talking about a rider. He's not here for the. That was for just the for the Green M and M's show. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted. Uh, um, but let's talk about what a big part of this union organizing is, because what I find amazing is we're talking about contracts. And this, this union is one of the most aggressive organizing entities in the country. I mean, flat out. So you're busy today. Let's talk about, you know, the commitment to organizing. And you're a national organizer, at least. So, it, you know, tell me a little bit about it. So with our organizing, um, the union is always trying to grow through our national union as well as our local union. Um, we have a director for both departments for our national union who looks at organizing on a huger scale nationally. And we have an organizer who does district organizing specifically in the Philadelphia and the surrounding area. Organizing is definitely a huge part of the growth of our union. Um, there are plenty of medical health fields out there, whether it's a nursing home, a behavioral health, we're always trying to grow through whatever entity we can, and we have been successful in those. We've organized three hospital campaigns in the last two or three years. So organizing is definitely a huge part of 1199 Chris, let's talk about the organizing process. Um, and, you know, when you're, when you're organizing a hospital, uh, you know, we've, by the way, Joe, we've done a lot of shows and where we've talked about organizing in the process and, and dealing with, let's, let, first off, let's talk about the benefits of organizing for the workforce, number one. Why, you know, why should workers um, consider organizing their, um, you know, their, their workplace? Well, I mean, first and foremost, anytime you can have a collective voice um, within your organization in which you work, I think you're in a, a, a great place to be able to achieve some of the things that you want to achieve in the workplace. Um, is some folks you could think about going in just one-on-one -on -one or on your own, but as you uh, have the courage to get your coworkers to come together and form a union and have a voice at the job, it really goes a long way. And I mean, I think, um, you know, we get a lot of the credit, but if you look at a lot of the contracts where we've been 
um, successful is because the workers are together and um, they push back on their employer and fight for the changes that they want to see. And the interesting thing is, let's, let's, let's think about this for, for, for a minute, folks. We're talking about hospital workers. We're talking about, we, Joe, we've talked about this many times. Um, uh, you know, for example, n- nurse to patient ratios, um, having the right staff there. I mean, you know, how, you, you know, there's hedge, as well, you guys know, because you're on the front line, hedge funds that own and, and for-profit organizations that own a lot of these uh, establishments. <laughs> now, to me... You, somebody's thinking about their profits when they're when they're when they're when they're putting their manpower out there and see how many nurses we're going to have today. I mean, if they if, if they're thinking profits over patients, you, you know, what would be the last thing? Are they? Are they? Th- is that what they're thinking? I mean, is, is that a point? Yeah, we run into that right now. Actually, I mean, I know I don't know if you guys are aware, but all of the stuff that's going on at Hahnemann uh, right now is a situation where you have employers who walk into bad deals and are there to make money and they do look at the bottom line and say, you know what, I don't need that extra nurse or that extra CNA or that extra food service worker at work today. And um, it runs into uh, the inability to be able to take care of the patients and that's why we're all there. And what I was just gonna say is that imagine your loved ones in, in an ambulance on the way to a hospital. About the last thing you're thinking at that time is um, they may be understaffed because you know, profits are, are, are being prioritized over patients. Uh, Elise, you've, you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is one of the uh, biggest challenges in, in organizing uh, a, uh, a workplace a, 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 when you're going in and you're talking to employees, some that you know, are telling you what's going on there and, and, and the uh, abuse and the injustices that are happening with the workers that are also impacting the individuals, the, the patients? I think the biggest challenge that we do face when we go to organize is just getting that level of comfortability with these employees. Um, The employer has the ability to have meetings with these employees on a regular basis. When you go in as an organizer, you're building that trust with these employees to say that, hey, I'm going to offer you an opportunity to be able to be a part of a group of employees in a union who are going to offer you better way to better benefits, a way to a pension, a way to work in wages that makes sense. And just building that trust with these employees is always one of the challenges that we face with trying to get people to the point where we can get to an organizing campaign where it's successful. And those conditions, John, I'll, I'll go to you. Um, they not only are benefit the, the worker in a better work environment, but how much do they also impact the individuals that, you know, you may be treating. Well, when you're dealing with patients, I was a nursing assistant uh, years ago and I worked in environmental services, so I did a lot of the jobs. When you're a patient and your cold bell light goes on and no one comes for 10, 15 minutes, right? Right. What happens? Right. When, you, when, when the food comes up, because we deal with a lot of different entities of the hospital, and the food's terrible. They, 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 they uh, grab cheaper products, less food, they change cleaning solutions. It's not... A, clean as much the hospital if you look at it and they're using different products it just filters down back to your for-profit stuff even some of the nonprofits, they're all combining to lessen everything and do more with less and another thing too i think um and we don't give our members enough credit but unionized workers are more skilled more trained at the bedside or in the facility than you know a non-union employee i mean nothing to take away from those folks but we do a lot of work around our training and upgrading fund. 
Um, by having an organized voice in the workplace, you're able to push back on your employer to be able to achieve some of those trainings and things that put you in a better position as you're serving a patient, whether that's food service, whether that's CNA, whether that's a, a nurse, whether it's maintenance. We have skilled maintenance um, throughout uh, our membership that you're just in a better position all the way around um, if you're going to be uh, going into one of our healthcare institutions. How much pressure from all of it, from all of the different scenarios that we've kind of just touched on uh, tonight, uh, how much pressure is there on the employee, Salima? You look at me. It's, it's a lot of pressure. And you, you honestly, you have to mentally get yourself ready for this, for this game that we, you know, we play called labor, called politics. You have to get yourself um, geared up and ready because it's, it's, it's no joke and it is a lot of pressure. And you, you, you feel the weight of it every day because we are um, taking on uh, as the new slate, as the new leadership to say, hey, we're going to be the ones that carry 14,000 members. And Every day I wake up and every night that I lay down, it's not a moment that, you know, that I'm not thinking about that. Like, hey, am I making the right decisions? Am I the right person? Did I go take the right classes in school? Should I not gotten an MBA? Should I got something? So you're always thinking on how you perfect yourself so that you can be the best leader, the best representation um, for our membership. You know, I find it amazing because um, let's face it, it's a simple, it's a simple um, equation. United together. When you're, when you're dealing with an employer who's not prioritizing the patients over, or, you know, over the profits, um, and, and if you have a grievance on a job and you're getting treated poorly or, or if you're being worked overtime, if you're not in a unionized place, you have no, no leg so to fine. stand on. You're walking in, what are you going to go in alone with people that care <laughs> only about, about the bottom line? They sell these things like stocks. And so um, that... That is a challenge that you must face, you know, each one is uh, mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Is it easy to get that across to the individuals that are walking around? I mean, there's no doubt you hear horror stories. I've heard stories and, you know, you talk about Hahnemann. I had, a, a, you know, a relative that worked there talking about the, before they unionized, uh, you know, the fact that they, you know, the, there were machines that they didn't actually you know, weren't trained on because they didn't have enough staff there. And there, what's one individual going to do? You know. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. We're live from 1199C. A shout out to uh, everybody that came out tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, for being out here and being a part of this live broadcast with uh, Chris Woods and Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause on a Saturday night in the Delaware Valley. Back in a moment. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We come to the Delaware Valley tonight in our usual spot, J-Doc. We're live on a Saturday night on WPHT, but we're on location, Chris. We're out of the studio uh, tonight, uh, and we're in your house, uh, and it's nice to be here. Thanks for having us out here. Good show uh, so far, two segments in. Yeah, thanks for... Uh you guys being here and, and spotlighting us and putting the spotlight on our union and all of our members. I um, hope everybody is listening in to uh, us tonight because uh, we have a lot of good things to say and we all do a lot of good work for the members that we represent. So thanks for taking time to spotlight us uh, a couple of days before our upcoming election. Yeah, shout out to all the members of uh, 1199C, of course, and uh, our friend Tracy Hardy's in the house. Glad to see my friend. And Free and, drinks and, and, at Lou and, and, and Chew's after uh, this. Right. And the last wife. time we had uh, Tracy on 
the show, or maybe it was the first time, we just asked him a question. We all left the room. We he came was, back. He, he was still out, talking. Back there. He, he, he rocked it out. <laughs> he and, was and, good. And, and of course, it was, that was good. He was his, good stuff. His, his wife, Jennifer Gomez Hardy, one of uh, top injury The smartest Hardy is in the building. At, oh, we, I'll tell you, it's going to be rough here after the show. Um, so we got a lot of good things to talk about. And um, let's talk about, speak, we talk about uh, Tracy Hardy, uh, one of our top political consultants in the city of Philadelphia. Let's talk about, let's talk about politics and the role that they play in, the, in, in, in our unions and our union community. It's not enough that we're talking about negotiating contracts, 118 contracts, at least said, um, and, and we're organizing new workplaces, but also our viability depends on our standing politically in the city of Philadelphia and, of course, beyond. As a labor community, uh, it, it does. Chris, how, how nope. important is, is our political process? It, uh, you know, I'm talking about, you know, we're talking about voting. It plays a, a major part in representing um, organized workers. Uh, Elise mentioned earlier in one of the other segments about uh, our reimbursement rates for long-term care. Um, I think without the ability to, you know, have a voice and have a role in politics, you're not able to see those uh, rates increase and be able to trickle down to the uh, members that we represent. Um, if you're not at the front of the line, if you're not at the table, if you're not out here endorsing the right candidates who are going to make sure that they put your members in the best possible position to take care of their families. And so talking about rank and file members, not only from 1199C, but across in every union, um, how important is it uh, that union members stay connected to their union's um, political agenda, the legislative agenda, understanding which politicians affect what we're doing? Um, I think that's the toughest part, Jay Doc. Well, that- well, well keeping let, 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 let's talk about you know Trump and and all the union members that crossed over to you know that that you know they didn't want to vote for Hillary, so they voted. And now we got right to work legislation. Now we got um, you know everything coming across the table. You, you, when you're voting for president, you're voting for Supreme Court. Right. When the Janus decision came across, that affected all union members. If you're a, a union member and you voted across the aisle, don't cry. Right. So if we win, if we win that election, Janice is a non-factor. is it, is not even on the table, and um, I don't think a lot of our members. Um, and John could probably talk about this too. John and I were at a convention in California. We represent uh, a group of twenty-three thousand registered nurses, and we're at their convention. And these are our guys, right? And they took a poll right there at the place, and we had about eleven percent of folks who told us right in the room, like, "I'm voting for Trump." And um, I just think, uh, you know, voting against their own interests and and how big a part, John, how how big a part of is educating the members on the potential impact on your vote? It's very important. and It's hard. When we do our membership meetings, we try to tell them not only about the collective bargaining contract, but politics. If an example, Governor Wolf, if we didn't get him reelected, this could be a right to work state. Right. Do, you, do you know what right to work is? Yeah, of and course then, I do. And, well, I know you do. And we, I'm explaining it to the members. And then with the Janice piece, again, uh, that Supreme Court pick of his put Janice in place. And then we go to local politics, where Chris is really right at the local politics. What city council, what mayor, what judges we need. So it is hard to get our members to understand that to donate, it's political action. Everything's money. This is America, right? To get them, we know they pay dues, but how do we get them to donate to political action. That is one of our challenges, and we try hard. Salima, part of your your consciousness, politics, uh, talking to members, how's that go? 
Um, so we run a program here every six months for the primary and for the general. And we're trying to be innovative. We're trying to have, you know, strategically design it so that members do um, want to play politics. And like you said, a lot of times people are like, the, the laws in 2016 hit us all hard. And some people are like, hey, I just totally want to be away from politics because even when I vote, it doesn't help. Or some people are you know, I guess turned up or, or uh, more involved in it. So we're trying to play heavy in it and, and the excitement around it and in people who want to pull apart, pull away from it with offering uh, monetary incentives, with offering, um, you know, just a different style of program. I like to say a camp that I, that we run every six months here so that the members feel really comfortable. They We bring it down to their level. We break it down. We, we bring the politicians in. So it feels like, hey, I know this person. It's not just this big guy sitting in a, a marble office somewhere. Sure. This is someone that I know. I can go to Salima. Salima's going to call him up and make some things happen for me in my everyday life. Chris? Now, I was just going to add that, um, you know, we've always been a, a, a significant political force in the city of Philadelphia um, through our president, Henry Nicholas. And at, over the years, we kind of lost our way. We got a little quieter uh, over the last few years. But then um, as Salima came into the union um, and as she was volunteering, working her way up, she took over our political program. And I think um, due to all her efforts and a lot of the members and volunteers who have uh, participated in all of our canvas efforts and our programs twice a year um you know they deserve a lot of the credit uh, we've been able to get some really good folks elected um some new folks and also some folks who have been a friend to 1199c over a lot of years we've been able to get those folks reelected, and that's due to her efforts um leading our political um agenda for our union and for our members so i just wanted to make sure you give credit where credit is due because without um having her and all of those members who come out, those retirees, when they're here phone banking every uh, election day, that goes a long way. And uh, just you. also want to give a shout out because we do have a primary coming up yes. to some of our endorsed candidates. Uh, Isaiah Thomas running for city council at large. Omar Sabir for city commissioner. And at the top of our ticket, um, the mayor, Jim Kenney, who's doing a great job um, for our members and um, has given us definitely... All right. A space to be able to get our issues addressed with uh, the deputy of labor. We had him on a few uh, weeks Richie ago. Laser. Richie Laser, man, who's done a phenomenal job, not only working with just our union, but all the unions across the city of Philadelphia. I think that deputy of labor position was major for us, and um, I'm glad that we have somebody in office and that, that will look out for our issues. Absolutely. Elise, let me get you to weigh in. You're quiet during this segment. <laughs> let me get you to, uh, to jump into the conversation. So politics is definitely something that um, our union is deep into, but it's just getting the education to our members to understand that the politics do play a part in a lot of the organizing efforts that we do, a lot of the contracts that we do. So it's kind of people have the notion that, you know, politics is something that they don't want to get into. But when you have to break it down and help them understand how politics plays a day in their lives, that's the biggest thing that we have to deal with when it's trying to get members to understand how politics does play. That's interesting because you get legislated in work or out of work. Absolutely. And and and, <laughs> and, 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 and everybody, you know, you, especially on social media, everybody's t sick and tired of everybody. You know, you get you know, fanatics everywhere. And, but at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to your job, you know, you need to vote like your livelihood depends on it because it actually does. And by sticking your head in the, in, in, the, in the mud or, you know, on the, like the bad man's not there, 
you know, you, you're going to pay for it. And so leadership, like w- what we're talking about right here, is the reason why our, our, our workforce is still vibrant, particularly here in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, Chris, when you're communicating with the members, um, and, and, and you guys got a big union, 14,000, man. It must, I mean, what, what's the best way to do that and to get the political? And, and Salima, also, you talk about, you know, having, you know, like sort of like a, uh, an educational situation every six months. What's the best way to get that? Uh, is that the best way to get that across to the members, the political agenda? With, you know, I mean, with Chris's leadership, like, and that's number one in his vision and us being the best in politics. And we're trying a little bit of everything at this point to to get the members' attention around around politics. Like I said, if it's if it's if it's candy, if it's hey, we're having a luncheon here, we're, we're sending the text messages out, emails out, whatever way floats your boat. We're trying to hit you in that avenue, and that's from you know from Chris's leadership and saying, hey, try it all, because we we cannot fail in this area. Chris, last th- word before I the think, break. Um, you know what, what I'm seeing is what makes us successful is we're meeting the mer- workers where they are. Every member can't contribute at the same level. Every member doesn't have the same issue. Um, for child care, we just had a, a issue with city council when they were talking about lead. You know, and I mean that made sense to our child care providers and making sure our in our in service child care providers. Um, this lead legislation that was in city council wasn't going to put our folks out of work. When you talk about reimbursement rates, that's going to matter more to our long-term care members. But um, I think we've just been able to meet our members where they are. Um, if you could contribute $5, we're going to take that. If you could contribute a dollar, we're going to take that. And if you could do $100, we're going to take that, and we're going to put it to good use. And, again, the program that um, Salima and our international um, AFSCME that comes in and helps us twice a year, um, we've been able to really get some really good folks elected um, who – has our best interest. And again, I just want to give a shout out to our endorsed candidates for everybody that's listening. Mayor Jim Kenney, Isaiah Thomas, City Council at Large, Omar Sabir for City Commissioner. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We are live with the members from 1199C. Thank you so much uh, for having us out here on a Saturday night along with uh, Chris Woods and I'm Jay Doc. We'll get to our final commercial break on this Saturday night. Back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live as we come to you from 1199C. We're live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a special one-hour presentation tonight, J-Doc, from 1199C. Uh, Back with our final segment. Chris, we'll start with you, uh, and we'll go around the horn. Uh, It's going to be a quick segment. Yeah, I just want to say, first off, thank um, all of our staff that I see that's out here tonight. Um, I definitely want to give a shout-out to my political director since we just closed the last segment on politics this young lady makes it happen for a lot of um all of our resources Brittany smith is in the building from AFSCME, so i want to shout her out because she does a great job um, making sure that we have what we need politically um and then i just want to say that um to my team that's here um on the headsets tonight that um I'm, I'm honored to to be your leader i'm honored to work with you guys i look forward to us being successful on tuesday and wednesday night um i prayed for a day like today where I've seen the leadership change um, for 1199C who can put um, the vision and the mission of our union that we've always carried out all of these years um, back at the front and the foremost. I'm I'm honored to see um, African-American women um, make it up into leadership of our union. Um, As I go across the country, whether it's here in Philly or being the executive director of the National Union, you don't see too many um, African-American women who are young, um, in leadership. So 
Uh, I'm honored to to be on the ticket with both Salima Pace and Elise Ford. And then my guy, John Hazinski, man. I can't say a lot on the air, but that's my guy. Um, <laughs> we do a lot together. Um, he pushes me. He motivates me. Um, you know, we work well together. Um, and he really, if it wasn't for John, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things, not only just politically or focusing on those things or, you know, even being propelled into running the National Union. I wouldn't be able to do that without having somebody like John Hazinski who can hold it down for me um, locally and make sure that the administration of, uh, of our union is going in the right direction and pr protecting our members. So I just want to say in my last segment, I just want to thank my team um, for putting up with all of my craziness. Um, this has been a one hell of a ride this election, but um, uh, we've gotten it done. We went out, we touched the members, and I think that's important. We got to continue to do that. And um, I have a great group around me, and that's what makes us successful as as being one of the leaders here of, of, of 1199C. Yeah, um, you mentioned obviously, um, the, you know, young people coming into the leadership, Chris, and young African American women, and. Um, and the, the current leadership, got, you know, and, and moving forward, how important is it to develop, uh, you know, new young talent to be able to take the union where it's at right now? Uh, you know, obviously, Henry, Henry Nicholas is a legendary labor leader in the city of Philadelphia and around the country, no question about it. And to carry that legacy forward, uh, it, it, it just doesn't happen by accident. No, um, you know, having how important is it to develop new talent? Is is very crucial. I mean, we all can't do it forever. Um, we have a great president who's done it and laid the platform and the blueprint out for us. But you need to develop some of your next talent, your next future leadership. And I think um, our union, in particular, has been one to lead the way. I mean, uh, and giving uh, folks opportunity to move up the ranks, um, whether you come from the shops or whether you uh, come from the field, as myself and Elise. Um, has done um, you know we've given that opportunity to watch these young um, talented uh, women move up the ranks and I think they're going to do a phenomenal job I think the members are in for a real treat because myself and John we see it on a daily basis and you know even like I said we got some uh, staff that's in the building that does both national and local that do a phenomenal job and you know our members are in good hands um, we're ready to go we're ready to continue to push on uh, our members to see not only our vision politically, but uh, organizationally what we have to get done to make sure that we're in the best position to represent these guys. Let me bring John into the conversation. I'd like to go around the horn and give everybody an opportunity, um, Elise and Salima and John, an opportunity uh, to weigh in one last time as Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 rolls to the top of the hour. John, we'll start with you. Uh, well, thank you, and thanks, uh, 1210, for having us. Uh, I just want to say the Chris Woods, he, you know, he gave me a, a good shout out here, and I appreciate it. But I, John, that he, was one hell of a shout out, wasn't it? It was. He, <laughs> and he says he couldn't do it without me. But, but let me, let me just say something that the the person who has to follow Henry Nicholas is very hard to do. Everyone loves President Nicholas. He's trying to change the focus of the union, move it forward, and he's catching a lot of hell for that. And it's a shame because. He does everything, negotiate, politics, political. He has it all. And you don't take enough credit, man. I know you give it to me, but you don't get enough credit. And thank you personally for having me on your team, first of all. And to the members out there who are voting next week, listen, we're trying to save hospi the Hanneman Hospital. We are going to get that moving. It's our pensions. It's our benefit fund, our training fund, our legal fund, the nursing home, mental health division. We have people at McDonald's making $15 an hour and nursing home working, working $10 an hour. 
our politics. We're going to move it, and we're going to move that all in the right direction. And I just want to say thank you for hosting everything. And again, thank you, Chris, Elise, and Salima. Well done. Well said. John, Salima, come to you. Um, for my final word, this is our 50-year anniversary, and I don't think our, we say that enough. We, we, this union has been around for 50 years, and it's truly an honor um, as we slow back, slow down and to think about it that, hey, to take on the next 50 years of this union. And I, I honestly believe with Chris's leadership, and I, I thank God for him that um, he has set us up and got us primed and ready to lead this union for the next 50 years. And I'm excited to do that with this team. We, I'm excited to lay out the things like for our, you know, for our next 100 days that we will engage our members, that we will be the best in do's and data's, and we will, you know, we will take on what Henry Nicholas put in place and um, make it bigger than anything anybody's seen. And I'm excited to do that. Well done, well done, well said, Elise. Okay, so um, just to combat on what Salima said, we are at our 50-year mark of 1199C. 1199C was built on the struggle of workers getting to a point where they made a living wage. They had health benefits. They were able to get a pension. We are going to continue to do that in the next leadership. For 50 years, the faces have changed around the table, but with the vision of Chris as well as the vision of what was the mission statement from Henry Nicholas when he first started this union, we are going to continue to make sure that we continue to push our members to that point where 1199C is always going to be the premier union of Philadelphia and for the National Union as well. All right, good stuff as well. Before I give Chris Woods the final word and we sign off here, J-Doc, uh, one more time, remind the listening audience, if you will, about the event on Monday. It's 1 o'clock. We'll have a complete update uh, on that on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor next Saturday, but it's an, another important example for the union community uh, to come together. It'll be in Harrisburg, and it's on Monday. Right, rally to save union jobs. It's the energy workers and, you know, thousands of them around the around the uh, state and, and certainly uh, everybody get out there because they're in jeopardy of potentially losing their jobs if we don't if we don't have a voice and stand up on Monday. All right, good stuff. And Chris, I come to you before we uh, hear the cue music and before we sign off, uh, I come to you for last words, sir. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, you know having us on and uh, spotlighting our team and what we do here at 1199C. I also want to say uh, thank you to all of our leaders, uh, past, present, and future. Um, who's laid the groundwork for all of us to be here. Um, our president, Henry Nicholas, we couldn't do this without him. Um, and thank him for giving us an opportunity to also be a part of his team and, and carry his vision on. And, um, you know, I look forward to uh, being able to do that with our team to the best of my ability. And for all of our members who are listening, uh, make sure you get out and vote for us on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and we look forward to uh, carrying this thing on. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, and I want to thank you guys. I want to thank 1199C, uh, Chris Woods, everybody around the table, um, and the members for coming out uh, to, to give our listeners an insider's view of what a union is all about. This is, um, you know, th th we covered a lot of things. We covered organizing. We covered politics. We co covered voting. We covered internal, um, you know, elections and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, and I want to, you know, thank everybody for having us here and for letting our listeners, uh, you know, into your world because this is what um, a, a union, especially a, a union of this magnitude of what it's all about. People really couldn't imagine 
what it takes to to lead uh, you know such a diverse group but such a massive group and so i want to thank you guys for the job that you all do uh wish everybody luck on on tuesday and wednesday and of course the great job you do for workers across the, the city and the state and the country uh on organizing efforts and on voting drives to make sure working people have a leg to stand and on. one last thought from chris woods before we sign off on a saturday night chris as you sit here um, and you look to predict what the future will look like one week from tonight. What do you see? I see um, all of my slate getting elected and um, us getting back and continuing the work that we've all been doing. Um, and I think uh, the membership will speak uh, loud and clear on Tuesday and Wednesday. And after that, we'll be ready to go. And uh, we'll continue to do the great job and carry out the vision of our President Henry Nicholas. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Special thanks to everybody from 1199C uh, for coming out tonight. Our three uh, experts on the panel. Well done along with Chris Woods. Uh, and, of course, the host and star of the show, uh, J-Doc, on a Saturday night. That's going to do it uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Until next Saturday night, I'm Joe Krause. Good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah.